Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Power Women in Insurance. So I am really excited today. I get to be able to talk to somebody who has my same last name, somebody that we are uh, in the same industry together, and I'm excited for lots of different reasons. Today, we are talking to Jordan Kitchens out in Illinois with Bailey Family Insurance, and she is our senior risk manager down there, or up there, because I'm in Texas, so you are, everything's above me, because I'm in Dallas, but um, we're really pumped to be able to talk to her, her insurance journey, talk to her about how she approaches insurance as the senior risk manager over there, so Jordan, welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm so excited to be here. Yes, well, I am really, really pumped, not only because you have the coolest last name ever on the planet, but because of the fact that I know that you are uh, working together with Bailey Family Insurance and really pledging or moving forward to be able to connect with people, build a book. You've got a great story as far as where you've come from, how you got into insurance. So tell us a little bit about you and about how you kind of came into insurance. Um, so again, I'm Jordan. Um, I am 30. I just turned 30 this past year. Um, and I actually bartended and served my entire life since I was about 16. Um, and I kind of stumbled into insurance. I'm sure as everybody else does, I saw a listing on Facebook of all places, decided to apply, had no intentions on changing careers. I kind of was like, I'm going to manage this bar. I'm going to do this. This is what I'm good at. I'm good at talking to people. Um, I applied, met Mark and Christine. I have no idea how they, you know, convinced me to go take a test, get a license <laughs> in order to, <laughs> to start this job. But I'm so glad that I did. Um, it was a whole, I mean, a whole life change, to be completely honest. I was managing the restaurant up until a year ago. Um, this is my fourth year at Bailey Family Insurance. So I did that for the first three years that I was here. Um, and in the past year since letting that job go. Um, it's really kind of showed me how, who I want to be in insurance and what I want to do with my career in the path that I'm, I'm going towards. Um, excellent. Excellent. So you say that you, you, you managed, you helped to manage a bar and you were a bartender. I know I've heard a lot of people say that some of the best hires come from the re the, 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 the restaurant industry because people know how to hustle. They know how to work hard. They work long hours. And also they know how to work for tips, right? They know how to work for a reward that you actually have to work for. Not just, it's a, it's not just an hourly punch in punch out type situation. And as long as your butt is present in a seat, then you get to be able to make money, right? You got to actually smile, work with people, make them happy. You got to be able to deliver service and quality and all those good things. So tell me a little bit about how that training that you had helped you to be able to be successful where you are today. Well, pretty much restaurant industry, pretty, pretty standard. It is fast paced. Um, it's hard. It's rough. The people you work with aren't all always that great. Um, the people you work for aren't always that great And the customers. Let's be real. You've gone to a restaurant and you've seen people, um, <laughs> just out outlandish at a restaurant. So you, you, you develop some thick skin. Um, you're basically your own boss. Yes. You might have a supervisor or a manager, but if you don't make tips and you don't make money, you know, your $4 an hour that you make hourly is pretty much gone when taxes come. So you're really your own boss. Um, and that 
that translated really well for me um, to transition into this job that's a commission-based salary, you know, job um, where if I don't sell policies, I'm not getting paid. Um, I think that restaurant industry is very overlooked. And as I told you earlier when we were chatting, I think everyone should work in a restaurant. I think it's great experience into work life, um, especially me being in high school and getting out of high school and just kind of seeing where I wanted to go. I had no clue. Um, I went to college. I got a couple jobs as a secretary, you know, a couple places. And that just wasn't my thing. It wasn't fast paced enough. It wasn't um, rewarding. And I feel like the transition from bartending in the service industry to insurance um, has been a great thing for me. It's kind of led me into, I had no idea I'd be good at sales. If you would have asked me five years ago, if I was going to be in sales, I'd been like, no, you know, um, but so you, it, so you didn't it, really it all... think of bartending as sales. You didn't really think of working for tips or working at a restaurant as sales. That didn't even think that didn't even dawn on you in that area. It didn't occur to me at all. Okay. You know, I, I, <laughs> I just thought I was doing my job simply. I'm just right. making you drinks, doing my job, but you know, essentially people can tip you as much as you want. And you know, you walk out of there and that's your reward. And I think it was just a rewarding. I loved it. I thought it was fast. I love talking to people. Um, I'm not usually very outgoing in my real life, but in my work life, um, a lot more outgoing. Um, and with it, with my insurance career, it's made me even more outgoing than I didn't think I could be. Um, at the bar, it's easier to talk to people. Um, it took me a while to get warmed up here um, to feel knowledgeable in order to sell people things. I had Mark in my office for my first like five, 10 meetings. Like you need to sit next to me because if they ask me a question and I don't know the answer, I need you to be here. Yep. Um, but kind of navigating my way through that has been really fun. Um, I've grown as a person and like I said, just become more outgoing. And I thought I was pretty outgoing as it is. You know, I've been talking to the general public for years, um, but this has really opened me up and shown me, you know, who I am and who I want to be. So what, what skills did you feel like you needed to be better at coming out of a bartending type situation, a restaurant type situation? Where did you feel like maybe there were things that were different. So we've talked about a lot of the things that were similar to being able to use those same skills to be able to move into being that risk manager specifically for the agency. But what about, how did you have to grow in the past three or four years in this position to be able to step up to the plate and be really successful where you are? Um, I think with bartending, your confidence level doesn't have to be so high because they're already in the door and you're, I'm your only bartender and you don't have anywhere else to go. With insurance, it's a lot different. You have no idea, did they call three people before they called you? Or are they going to call three people after you? Um, if I don't respond fast enough, are they going to call somewhere else? So really just selling myself and having more confidence in myself um, and what I'm selling, that's a little bit different just because, I mean, you know you like a Jack and Coke, but do you know that you like the, the insurance that I'm selling? And is this the coverage that you need? And do you like me? Are you comfortable with me um, helping you in that time of need? Because insurance is not a tangible thing. It's not a drink. I can't just give it to you know a piece of paper. I can't just give you a drink and make you happy. Um, insurance is something that holds really no value to most people until they have to use it. Right. Um, so selling myself and selling the agency in the way that we operate is a little bit different than a restaurant just because they're already through the door at the restaurant. I didn't have to get them yeah. through the door. Yeah. Um, I've got to get them through the door here. I've got to get them to stay and make a decision to stay with me and Bailey Family Insurance. So yeah. that's you know a big difference between bartending serving um but there are a lot of similarities as we discussed right right absolutely absolutely so as you look at your your insurance career and i know one of the things that we talked about too was the fact that you're 30 you approach the whole sales process maybe a little bit different because you are kind of coming in you are kind of that millennial and i know that a lot of people in the insurance space in fact 
my son's 27 and uh, we were actually, we had lunch the other day. I try to have lunch with him every two to three weeks. We don't always do it, but we try to. So uh, with that, one of the things we actually talked about was his big question about insurance is what makes somebody want as a millennial or what makes someone want to be able to work with an agency compared to going online and just being able to take care of it with some of the big, uh, the big, the big, uh, you know, Geico or the, you know, the big companies you can just call 24 hours a day or whatever and be able to get your insurance done because people don't see it as a huge value until they need it. Just like what you said. So how are you as a millennial working within the concept of being able to deliver that service, connecting with your clients, being, cause I know that I have a, I have a, I have a thing in my office. I actually saw it one time and I would love to find it again, a little plaque that goes on your desk, but it says, be blunt, be brief and be gone. And I want to love people and I want to embrace them, but I also want to move on to the next thing. I'm not somebody who wants to like sit around and, you know, chit chat with somebody about their, you know, mother's brother's uncle's cousin for the next, you know, two and a half hours. That's just not who I am. So how do you connect that fast paced environment yet at the same point, delivering that service, being able to connect and being young and knowing that a lot of people, and we're seeing that our technology also has to come up to speed because of the fact that, a lot of people want to talk to us electronically through text message, through email and so forth. How are you kind of combining old school service and old school connection with the concept of what a newer generation is really looking for in the insurance market with such an intangible product as insurance? Um, I feel as though... Uh, a lot of insurance gets stuck in that old past. If you're going to come into the office, we're going to talk about it. I'm going to be right. quite frankly honest with you. I don't have time for appointments all day. I don't have time to have people in my office all day. I'm pumping out quotes so fast. Um, and I think it's just teaching them the coverages that are really going to affect them. My main one, especially with people maybe my age or younger, a little bit older, is they come to me, they bought something online, usually state minimum. Well, you're driving a 2020 Volvo. You tell right. me how, you know, how much did you pay for that? Yep. And they're telling me, you know, they paid $40,000, $50,000 for this car, but you're only carrying $20,000 in coverage. You do realize, you know, I'm like, you do realize if you hit your own car, somebody <laughs> with the same car as you, you don't even have enough money to pay for it. Yep. You know, so just making those things relatable and not dwelling so much on maybe deductibles or things, just things that are going to make sense to them. Like, you don't have to go into so much detail. I think sometimes people get lost out in the conversation. Yes. And people stop listening to you after the first 10 minutes that you're rambling on. Maybe we're passionate about it because we work at insurance, but they don't care. Really, ultimately, they're just making sure that nobody's going to sue them. And what's going to happen if I hit somebody or somebody hits me? That's like the main question I get from people. Um, and I have a tendency to be very blunt, very fast paced. You could probably tell I'm, I talk very fast. I get a lot of people who tell me to slow down. Down, so I'm being more cognizant of slowing down. Um, but, you know, I just sell to people the way that I'd like to be sold to. I don't like to be on the phone personally before I had insurance here. I had insurance online because I don't want to be bothered all day. You know, um, right. I will text you. I will email you. I can, I can get everything done without ever meeting you or talking to you on the phone. And I think that's been a part of my success because I don't dwell too much on are they going to call me back? Are they going to email me back? Do you have any more questions? Like, it's just, if you said, yes, let's go. Here's the billing and payment information. And then we'll take care of you from then on out. I always stress, you know, if you've got a claim, please call us first. 
you're on your own if you you're kind of on your own if you call and on your own um but i always tell them unless it's a dire emergency and someone's dying call us first and let us help you yeah um, that's going to be the difference you know did you know you had towing on your last policy they're telling me they their cars broke down five times you had towing but why didn't you call because you didn't know um so just being you know you can being your friend you can text send us a quick text we have people text us all hours of the day send me a quick text do i have this do i have that we're pretty fast to respond um and I think that that's been my biggest thing is I'm a little bit more fast paced than everybody around the office, but that's just because I talk fast and I think fast and I came from a fast background. Yeah. Um, so, it, and I think it's really attributed to my success just because a lot of people don't want to talk to you on the phone and you'll, you'll know right away when they call, if they want to be talked to or if they, if they don't want right. to be talked to. Um, I think that's good. You know, to gauge somebody on the phone from that first conversation with them. Um, I can tell, are you a texter? Are you a caller? Are you an emailer? Um, yeah. or are you, and if, you want to come in then that i'm more than happy to meet you i love to meet clients but to be honest in the world that we live in right now it's too fast paced to have six people in my office all day or i would get nothing done right um so we adapt we text we email we phone call i mean we've got you can contact us seven thousand different ways whatever way you want to i will roll with it and that's what i'll do um so being receptive to how people want to be contacted i think is a really good thing yeah yeah absolutely so what do you find that people are more open to as far as communication styles do you find it's just really different for per person or do you find that one is more prevalent or do you find that it's kind of different by age or or by gender, or, I mean, how are you, I mean, because I, I, sometimes, I mean, I think, I think everybody wants to text. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. And I just think everybody wants to text. It's easy. It's clean. I can generally keep it on my phone. They can send me documents. They can send me all sorts of things by text, pictures, you know, they can put me in their phone. I'm, you know, right there. They don't even have to go look up my phone number, you know, and just text me right away. They can even have a history of our, of our conversation right there on their phone, depending on how clean they keep their texts. My husband is notorious for just delete, 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 delete. And I'm like, oh, do you still have that document that such and such sent us? No. And he's like, no. I'm like, what? I told him he's no longer even allowed to be on an email for anything. Like I'll make plane right. reservations for my daughter underneath his Southwest Airlines uh, reservation, whatever code. And he'll get the confirmation email. And like three weeks later, I'm like, okay, I need that confirmation number so we can make sure that she's checked in or whatever. And he's just like, oh yeah, I don't have that. I'm like, you are no longer in charge to have your email on anything <laughs> ever, you know, because yeah. it's just such a thing for him. But with texting, I feel like I can just go back, find it, pull it, use it. It's right there on my camera if I want it, or am I, you know, I can airdrop it to my Mac. I can, whatever I want to do. How are you finding people responding to that? Do you find that even older people maybe are more receptive to it? Because I think we've seen a really large receptive attitude across the board with people that we didn't think would be um, receptive to that. And it's been, it's been kind of fun. How are you guys kind of seeing that? Because I know you've been there for four years, so I'm this is be really honest, kind of a newer text, thing. We text, our automation is set up to send you at least 15 text messages in each step that you're in. So you're always getting texted by us. I find, yes, generally younger people are more susceptible to text. But I mean, even my grandparents text. My grandma texts me all the time. Right. You know, so it's easy once you explain to them how it works. I can have you e-sign through text. That's quite frankly a lot faster than emailing. Yep. Um, and I always, we had a whole conversation in the office, like should we use more text or should we use more emails? And my personal, you know, opinion on that is every 
everyone's going to see a text. Uh, my husband's electrician. He does not check his email. You could send him five emails five days in a row and he would yep. never see them because his phone's not even set up to show him that he got an email. He actually has to go in and look and see that he got an email. If I'm trying to sell him insurance, he's so far, you know, he's so far gone and he probably wouldn't even think to check his email. I think That's a good point. that if you don't work in a business, you know, setting like us, I check all, I check my Gmail, I check my, uh, my work email every day, but you know, there's a lot of people who just don't live in that world. Yeah. Um, text messages are, they're a lot more receptive to text, even just, Hey, did you get the email is right. even crucial to, you know, as soon as I send a, a quote, I drag them over to the, our, our quoted and it sends them a text right away. Hey, make sure you got this email. Do you want me to send it via text? Cause here's the link for it. Here you go. So we hit them on all sides, but I think the text has just been crucial to stay in front of them. Even if we are communicating primarily through email, my text reminders to, Hey, check your email or Hey, do this. It, it works. Um, yeah. in, the, in the long run, I would say about 70% of my customers that are my age, I have never talked to on the phone. I have probably never emailed. I have only texted and I've got, you know, they, I mean, people will send you billing inf information via text right then and there. Um, and we use it really, it's been a saving grace for us when people think they maybe they added a coverage or they didn't because we've got it all in a transcript right there to go back and look at. Um, yeah. So text has really been crucial for us. I We've been texting since I started here. Um, and I think texting is a new thing. We've got a couple agencies in town that don't text and people are like, what, you're going to text me? And I'm like, yep, this number that you called me on sends and receives text. So I'm going to shoot you a text as soon as we hang up. Is it okay to text you? And it's on, they're in the system and it's fully running from then on out. So yeah, um, I think that that's really been crucial. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think having that integration too with all your systems with texting so you can automatically file them and record them and have them as have that <clears throat> having that text conversation recorded is so important, not only for E&O purposes, but then also so that you can go back and say, you know, hey, you know, we talked about this, just wanted to follow up on this. You know, you said you got the email, but you didn't sign right. the document, you know, or, you know, sending out e-signature e documents that way as well. Yeah, so. so I think it's just been just being at where we try to be tech conscious and tech forward. And um, we, I've got a John who works next to me. He came from State Farm and they don't text at all. And when he got here, he was like, but I sent him an email. And I'm like, no, you got to text them because they want to be texted. They want to be, you know, so yep. just that's our culture here. Once you train them on that, then they know. Hey, it's 930 at night. I'm just thinking of something. We bought a new car last night. Let's just text them. They'll text me back in the morning. They know we get here at nine. Text messages are being sent out at 915. Confirmation of everything that happened last night. Um, it's great for the weekends. Great for all kinds of communication. So it's been a game changer for us, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. So what additional technology or, uh, technology are you guys maybe playing with? Are you guys playing with anything? I don't know of anything, honestly, beyond. I know that there were doing a lot of integrations in the industry with text as far as our voice over IP phones, as far as our management systems, like you said, as far as e-signature documents through text which I think is really cool. Are you seeing any other advancements maybe? Because I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to bait you in a different direction. I'm, I'm not necessarily. <laughs> um, I just like to ask questions. Is there anything that I'm missing out there in the industry that is cool and interesting and, and cutting edge that maybe I'm not paying as much attention to? Um, the, the only thing that's in the past year, last January, we signed up for Agency Zoom. Uh, Mark and Christine have been really crucial with Agency Zoom. They've been to a bunch of meetings with Agency Zoom. I thought, I'm going to be quite frankly honest with you, I thought it was stupid when I first started. I'm like, what? what is all this? It doesn't make sense to me. Um, 
but my numbers have grown significantly since we had it because of the capability to keep all your leads in there. They smart cycle themselves. Like I said, they just send text messages out. I don't ever have to remember to follow up because it's simply following up for me. Right. Um, and it's just simple. I mean, that's, it's been a total game changer. I used to have just lists and sticky notes everywhere all through my office. Remember to text yep. this person. We're on day three since I quoted this person, you know, make sure you text them again, but now that's all doing it for me. And that's just been pretty much a game changer. And now I do have Keely that's working under me. And that's, um, that's been great. She, she's 20. Um, so she's actually even younger than me. So the two of us being a little bit younger and trying to get people to take us serious, um, has been a little bit of a challenge, but via text, you have no idea how old we are, what we look like, or, you know, who we even are at all. So the text has been a good thing for that as well. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Absolutely. And you you can't... Um you know, you, 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 you can't go wrong with being able to reach out to people. I think at their convenience level through text, they, they get it whenever they want to. You're not interrupting, like on a phone call, you're not asking them to stop their day, you know, that kind of thing. And, and that's one thing I think I like about texting as well is just the concept that they get to it when they have time rather than me calling and needing them to say, stop everything. I need to stop right now and take this phone call. You know, if they're in a meeting or we're not playing back and forth, there's not the, oh, I don't know. I'm walking into a meeting. I'll call you back in 30 minutes or there's not this back and forth. You know, they get to it in 45 minutes because they've been busy the last 45 minutes. Right. right? They're not a target anymore. They're ready to think about their insurance. So they're going to sit down and look at it. It doesn't have to be during my business hours. It can be simply whenever they feel like it, I think has just been, you know, a crucial turn in, in, the way that all of this works anymore. I think the agencies that are not doing this are going to fall behind because simply that's just how people want to be communicated with. They want to do it on their time. Um, With Corona, we've seen everyone's working at home and, you know, they're working whenever they want to. So you've got to fit into their day. You can't just fit in that nine to five. Right. Uh, Doesn't life doesn't end, you know, at five o'clock and it doesn't start at nine. So we've got to adapt to when people are actually paying attention. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So you do you do you have the capability to work more in a virtual environment or do you kind of need to be at in the office or how are you guys kind of handling all that at this point in everything and everything else? Yeah. No, we worked from home for a couple months. Um, There's only five of us. So we're a small office. So we were like, we can come back together. We have the full capability to do. I can do everything everything for myself. The only thing I cannot do for my cell phone is run a quote. Um, but everything else I can do for my cell phone. I work from home just fine. Uh, it's pretty much a seamless transition. Like I said, I don't really meet with people anyway, so they have no idea where I'm talking to them at. You know, I was on the treadmill at the gym the other day, had a 45 minute conversation. He probably had no idea what I was doing. I, you know, he had no idea. So we're, we're fully functional to work from home. You know, we, all of us stay home from time to time. I prefer to be in the office that just because it's got all my stuff here, this is just where I like to work. Um, but we've got all the capability to work from home, but there's only five of us. We weren't in a big office. 
Um, we all like each other. So it was like, let's just come back to work. I'm yeah. sick of sitting at home and I need to, I probably need to get up and take a shower and get dressed for the day. What? Um, <laughs> Showers know? are so overrated. No, I'm just right. kidding. Right. So that's, yeah. The Corona thing has been, um, it really hasn't affected us. I'd, I'd say last year was one of our biggest years yet. And yeah. I think that this year is shaping up to be even better. We adapted pretty quickly. We, like I said, we got the agency zoom right before it happened. Um, so staying digital during all of that was pretty crucial. And yeah. I feel like Corona made everybody shop for insurance. Um, they were just trying to save money. It has. So yeah. It's really I mean, asked people had, to, to we think had probably outside more their cancels and new businesses all at the same time, just because people were shopping. Yeah. Um, they were out shopping and companies were lowering rates just to adjust to the time. So we lost some, we got a lot more. Um, and I think that the last year was a little bit different than any other year that we've had, but I think it just goes to show you can just adjust to what's going on um, and kind of see where you're at. Well, I think that's a really good word too, especially for those agencies, like we talked about earlier, who maybe don't want to be able to change. They want to do business the old way. And they, you know, if we, because with COVID, I mean, I was, I, I bought an agency about three hours away from my office and um, in October, and we specifically talked about um, phone systems and we're looking at ma emerging management systems and phone systems and all these other things. And with that, you know, I'm like, Hey guys, we are moving into the, the, we're moving out of the agency of the past and moving into the agency of the future because <clears throat> all their systems are still very like they were they're still mailing out a ton of uh, paper letters and um like you know paper stuff like you know and they're, they're still kind of running a little bit more old school but you know we kind of had that conversation that we need to be able to move forward to be able to adapt and really I think the past year if we honestly look and I'm in Texas so this is a little bit different from everybody else in the world but if we are in the in the country but between Texas and a couple of other areas like California and Florida, we have a natural disaster every once in a while, right? Like um, we have hurricanes and we have hail and we have, um, you know, but usually it's not to where we can't go to the office for an entire week. But when COVID hits too, it just shows us that there are so many different reasons to be flexible. Not only the fact that our our, our, our clients are now flexible. Like you said, they work anytime they do what they need to do to fit work into their life, their life into work. If they can fit their insurance and what they need into that process as well. And then also be able to take a look at the fact that our operations can operate anytime, any place. So that if we do have a COVID shutdown, if we do have a, a freeze that takes an entire state of Texas out for an entire week, right. those types of things, we can still be available and service our clients. Now, the big caveat here in Texas is a lot of us didn't have insurance. So just to be able to, you know, uh, charge a cell phone, even if we had internet yeah. or not, is a totally different conversation. It kind of kind of even challenged, I think, a little bit beyond the original conversation because they throttled back all of our, you know, internet. We A lot of us didn't have internet. A lot of us didn't have cell phones because we didn't have electricity to charge them with. So there's always that. But... Ideally, we'll have internet. Ideally, we would have, right. uh, you know, a cell phone. So we can still do 99% of what it is that we need to do to take care of our clients, even if we're, we're locked in our home because of a pandemic or because of a weather situation or whatever it might be so that we can still make sure that we take care of our clients. And I think we're seeing that a lot more frequently. And I think that we need to move that direction, not only for the comfort of our clients, but also for the, the sustenance of our agencies and our businesses moving forward. So I know it's a long way to say that, but I, it just, 
it's just, it's really been, um, I hate to use the word convicting, but we've seen that Florida agents specifically have really adjusted to the pandemic a lot better because they have so many natural issues down there with all of their storms and hurricanes mm-hmm. that they have been set up to work from home and text for a long time because they've needed right. to. Whereas, you know, in Illinois or uh, Texas or, you know, the, you know, North Dakota or whatever, maybe they don't right. have those types of situations. So they didn't, they weren't forced down that road as early. So... Very interesting. So you mentioned you have an assistant now, and so you have somebody working with you, helping you out on the back end. Tell me a little bit about bringing somebody in now that you have made this transition into insurance. You're no longer bartending and working in the uh, in the restaurant industry, and now to be able to bring somebody along behind you, I think that's a lot of fun and very different. It is. It's been um, definitely a learning experience for me. Like I said, I used to manage a restaurant, but that's a little bit different um, than having Keely. Um, Keely's great. She used to work in customer service herself. She was working at a hotel um, before in customer service before she came here. She is the total opposite of me. She is bubbly, super excited. She's Miss Good Morning. How are ya? You know, she she is great. She is one of those like client facing people that if you want somebody to answer the phone, you want Keely to answer the phone. You don't even want me to answer the phone before you want Keely to answer the phone. We want Keely to answer the phone all the time. We want her to have all the conversations and the fun. She knows about everybody's kid, everybody's grandkid, all that. She's only been here for, I think, six months at this point. She could probably tell you a lot more about some clients than I ever could because she's that first line of communication for me. Um, It's been a learning experience for me. Um, Like I said, I've kind of been on my own team for quite some time now. Um, So for me to delegate to her has been a learning experience for me. Me to let go some of the things. That's hard. And billing changes. And like I said to you earlier, I listened to this podcast that really resonated with me um, about delegating and being able to delegate. But when people call for me, it makes you feel wanted and everybody wants to feel wanted. And if, if Joe Smith wants to only talk to Jordan, then he only wants to talk to Jordan. But to go ahead and be like, this is Keely. She, she can do anything that I can do. So if I'm unavailable, this is who you need to talk to um, has been good. And I even say that when you buy a policy for me, you know, you probably talked to Keely on the phone before. And if you haven't, then get to know her because she's going to be your first line of defense. And any question that you could ask me, She's going to know the answer to, and she'll probably, she can probably get a hold of me a lot faster than you can. Um, so she's been great. She, um, like I said, she's 20 and she's just a little rock star. She's doing college at the same time. She'll graduate nice. in December. Um, so she's just been a really great part of our team. Like I said, bubbly personality on top. She's, she just took her life and it took me three years to take my life insurance test. Um, finally tell Mark and Christine, okay, fine. I'll go. I'll take the test or I'll go take the class. I'll take the test. She's already done it. She's taking her test today. Um, very self-starter, very motivated. And she's been, you know, a key to help for me to grow my book. Um, I'm surpassing every goal that I have for the month. And it's really due to her helping me out. She sends e-signatures. She, you know, she tracks all of this stuff. Um, we work really well as a team and it's, it, I can't wait to see what we do with it. Um, just from the first two months, I mean, we're, we're two days into the month and we're almost at the goal for the month already. Nice. Um, so we've, we've really been killing it as far as that. And she's exactly what I needed that I didn't know I needed. I thought I was fine by myself. I can do it by myself. I can lock myself in my office. Um, but she's exa- showing me, you know, Jordan, you can get out of the office. You can go to lunch with these referral partners or you can do this because she's got it. Um, so she's been a pretty integral to my success in the past six months. 
Um, and I can't even imagine what, we'll see, what I'll be saying in the next year. Right. Her plan obviously would become more agent and I could get away from so much quoting. Um, but right now the we've got our own little groove. Um, we check in like a million times a day and we're just yelling down the hall all the time. So she's been great, uh, to be honest. Uh, and you know, to me teaching her things has made me, um, uh, evaluate things for myself a little bit more. Mm -hmm. She's got a client right now. That's got a, a car with a bunch of custom parts. He's complaining about the rate, you know, and I had to sit her down and I'm like, Keely, there's nothing else you can do for him. The rate is the rate. You know, like he's already got a policy here. We shopped him everywhere else. You've done your due diligence. So don't let him bring you down. The rate is the rate. If he wants to go look somewhere else, he can, but he's got 70,000 in aftermarket parts on this car. It's expensive. Yeah. You know, the rate is the rate. And that's just confirming for myself that Mark's told me those things before. Um, but to confirm to myself that this is right, this is what you're doing. You're teaching somebody else to do it the right way. Um, you know, things that maybe I wish I would have learned a little bit faster. I'm able to kind of tell her, hey, <laughs> you're not doing it wrong. This client can just be a little bit difficult. So don't get down on yourself. It's right. fine. <laughs> I love it. She's learning, you know, she's learning all the stuff that I learned when I first started and I would go home just so frustrated. Tell my husband like, this is so frustrated and uh, frustrating. And they're all stupid stuff like that. You know, the rate's the rate. It is what it is. We don't yeah. make them. Yeah. <laughs> we right. don't make them. And he can only talk down to you so much. So if he continues to send them to me, but the rate's the rate and, you know, just say it with a smile and it's all you got for him. So, right. um, she's been great. That's awesome. That's I think you realize how much you know and how much you've grown whenever you hire, whenever you train somebody new too. Exactly. Well, and you know, she's like, I learned things from listening to you on the phone. And that's originally how I learned everything. I could, Mark has a whole story about how he got into insurance. I could probably recite it word for word of what <laughs> he says to people because I heard him say it so much. And we yep. had an office right next to each other. And to listen to him or John, even John's been insurance quite a bit longer than I have. He's next door to me and does commercial. But to have him explain, you know, coverages to people and I'm listening to the way he says things. You know, people who've been insurance longer than me say things a little bit different. And, you know, it resonates with me. Yeah. He said something to a lady the other day. She was like, do I have enough liability? And he was like, well, can you tell me every claim you're ever gonna have and then I'll let you know and that's like my new line to tell everybody I love that you know? though I've never heard <laughs> about that way and I'm like I don't know if you could tell me every claim you're gonna have then I could tell you and he said that one time and I think I've said it 25 times so all of us feeding off each other and the way we say things and the way we adapt um, and pick up off of things has been good yeah. to see it just started off with me Mark and Christine so it's just the three of us and now we've got two other parts so it's you know we're growing together um and that's been, that's been good to just teach her things really. I'm like, oh, well, maybe you do know some stuff, Jordan. So right. <laughs> maybe you are a lot more knowledgeable than you think. So um, to have her listen to me and me teach her has been a good experience for, I think, the both of us, to be honest. I agree. I agree. And I, like I said, I think it's also when we realize how much we do know. And um, yeah. and it lets us kind of listen to ourselves, too. And um, how we say things, we're like, oh, I need to maybe change how I say that. You know, just because we're... we're, we're we're doing it in a teaching that we want somebody else to do it the way we want them to do it ish. Right. So, you know, sometimes I find that I'm like, okay, yeah, I like that, but I think there's a better way to do that. Let me think about that for like two minutes and then I'll be right back to you, you know, and then I can, I can maybe make it a little bit smoother for like version two, right. You know, to be right. able to make it a little bit well, better. That's me always telling her, I'm like, Hey girl, I think that, I think that you're a little scattered. So we need, like, I'm one of those people who has a notebook with all my notes and then a to-do list that goes everywhere with me. I'm like, I think we need to separate the two because we're losing stuff somewhere. And I used to have this job. So I think this is the easiest way to set it up because I set it up every other way and it's 
it's not working this way. So let's do it this way. And she came to me and she was like, thanks for the notebook. Thanks for all this. This is working great. And I'm like, see, because I used to have, you know, and reminding her that that used to be my job. I used mm -hmm. to be Mark's assistant. I used to work under Mark and I know how to do, you know, and if she could teach me any, she learns things all the time that she's teaching me about billing or yep. things that will help me when I'm selling things, you know, just in case this happens again, this is what's going to happen. And, you know, she can have those conversations with carriers and spend a little bit more time on the phone than I can doing those servicing type things um, and teaching me has been, I mean, she's been great. She's been great. I love it. I love it. Well, Jordan, you have been fabulous today. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Now, if people want to be able to reach out to you and connect with you, how would you like for them to be able to do that? Um, uh, again, I'm a big text. Our line is 217-441-2342. Uh, but my personal email is Jordan, which is J-O-U-R-D-A-N at BFI.us. I'm an email person, so I will respond via email. Uh, but those are the easiest ways to get a hold of me. Um, and I just look forward to growing in insurance. And thank you for having me on. Thank you. And I appreciate you being a part of helping and spurring the future of uh, women in insurance forward and inspiring people who are already there to take that next step. And maybe even some other people who are young and trying to find their place in the insurance industry, or if they're even interested in the insurance industry. So right. I appreciate <laughs> you for taking your time today to help out other women. So I appreciate that. Everybody, yes. this is Teresa Kitchens with the Power of Women in Insurance. Make sure you do subscribe to our podcast. We do release a new episode every Wednesday. So uh, make sure that you subscribe. We're on Apple iTunes, Spotify, all the places that you want to be able to listen to podcasts. Everybody, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day today to support the insurance industry and women in the insurance industry. And we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.